Welcome back to GA Fan TV. I'm delighted to be joined here by former Galway hurler and What's the Score founder Paul Flaherty for the 2023 Galway season preview, looking at the Galway hurlers in depth, looking back at last year, looking ahead to 2023 as well. Paul, how's things with yourself? You're all set for uh, another year following Galway. Yeah, uh, thanks very much, Aaron, for having uh, me on. Yeah, uh, we're looking forward to the to the year. I know our uh, footballers are actually the Galway footballers out this evening um, against Leitrim in the FPD. So um, uh, there's a lot of since last year in hurling and football, a lot of uh, our GEA people are looking forward to the year. So uh, yeah, it's uh, it's quick. It's quick after the turkey and ham, but uh, yeah, we're we're off, we're off again. Hundred percent, yeah. No, it is a it is a quick turnaround, all right, from from January and all the rest. And obviously for yourself, I'm sure you're a busy man. Obviously, with what's the score covering all the the games up and down the country. Obviously, the club games. So, I say you're kind of happy to see another intercounty season roll around. Yeah, that's it. Because the the club like is it's very busy there from like July onwards to December. Even you you've seen the and even the club championship is not even fully finished yet. Uh, you know, uh, we. There's three Galway clubs in the football actually this weekend. Clifton, um, Dunmore, and uh, Mike Cullen are all competing there. So uh, and as well as uh, other club games as well. So uh, yeah, very busy in the let's say the last six months. But uh, yeah, looking forward to. There's not as many t- uh, club teams. Thank God. There's only 32 counties, so it's not as hectic. But yeah, looking forward to it. Happy days, happy days. Yeah, and like, what's the general feel and then maybe from a, a Galway perspective going into to 2023 I mean looking back at last year first of all obviously Henry Shefflin's first year was obviously a high profile appointment him coming in as manager a surprise appointment in many ways one that not many people expected given obviously his connections with Kilkenny haven't played for them down the years and everything else but in the end like you'd have to say he's done a fairly fairly decent job like obviously all Ireland semi-finals maybe didn't go to plan in the in the Leinster final but you know, like I'd imagine there is a fair bit of positivity amongst them, you know, Galway supporters, fans and all the rest at the moment. Yeah, definitely. And I, I think people, uh, as a jump, when Henry Sheffern got the job, I think people, you know, they've seen him. He, it's, he's not too fair. Like he, he, he was playing the game recently enough and he was involved with Valley Hill Shamrock is a manager to his his success, and uh, you know they know what he's about. So I don't think uh, no one was uh, disappointed. Let's say to hear that Henry Sheffin got the job last year. Um, you know, obviously when he came into the job, he had to be getting to know. He probably knew a lot of the hurlers, but he had to get to know a lot of the fringe players and young players from the minors and under twenties uh, to get and the clubs. He was at a lot of club games um, from as we were just mentioning there from July to like uh, October and uh, November there um, as the Galway hurling season dragged on a good bit this year but um yeah he was at a lot of games so he's still learning about the players and the, the clubs and everything like that but um i think his appointment i don't think anyone had uh was disappointed with him in the job and uh he, he'd be fairly modern he'd, he'd be even with tactics and stuff like that you know it wouldn't be old school hurling he'd be up with the the here and now uh, of the game so um yeah i think it, obviously when you come into a job and it's your first year you know it's always kind of difficult to uh, get to grip get to grips with things but he you know like they got to a Leinster final um you know they, they lost to Kilkenny on in that and they only lost to the 
uh, All Ireland champions of uh, Limerick by three points, and you know, they're considered one of the greatest teams of all time. Um, close enough to Henry Shefflin's team that nearly won the uh, five in a row. So um, yeah, not a bad year, definitely a lot to build on, I think. And uh, yeah, he's uh, he's learning more and more about his players every time. Yeah, because even looking at the Lancer around Robin, I mean, there was obviously some big wins, some big results in there. He obviously drew a Wexford, I think, on the on the opening day, but obviously got got a winner versus Kilkenny with a late point. Cruz past Dublin and Westmead, obviously as well, and and then in the Leinster final, get beat by Kilkenny, and he obviously had the handshake incident and everything else, which sort of I think overshadowed the game. I think a lot of people nearly forget there actually was a game um, on that day. You know, like I remember the cameras and everything were so centered on uh Bo Henry Shefflin, Brian Cody, the whole split screen and everything else. Like it was sort of a it was a mad moment to look back at last year, but obviously there was a game and Kilkenny obviously narrowly came out victors on that day. Yeah, they did. And probably just to go back maybe to the to the league and like Henry Shefflin was only um a couple of months in the job and unfortunately like uh, he lost his brother Paul to uh, just uh, just unseen for uh circumstances there so like it that was definitely another factor for a very mm-hmm. tough year for himself. but as you said the the leinster like when they drew to wexford there was kind of question marks over uh that game like the i think leeching got three late points um you know to to draw that match 119 to 119 so um just thought this might be a shaky year but then they reeled off like you know four wins against uh Dublin Leash, uh, Kilkenny and Westmead. And I think that Kilkenny match was one of the biggest, you know, it, it was such a pulsating match from uh, from start to end. And even uh, like you've got Johnny Cohn, who's retired now, and he got a vital goal on that day um, in Pierce Stadium. And uh, Conor Cooney got that wonderful three at the end. Uh, a lot of pressure on him, like, you know, from uh, halfway, like, you know. So um, I think Jackie Turrell and them didn't think it was a free. Um, in the studio, but uh, I think he might have been a small bit biased on that. But um, yeah, I was actually then jump that there was a, they they, did, they were undefeated in the Leinster um, championship. Then they got to the Leinster final, and like you, you know, there was always tension there between because uh, of the handshake, you know, between Cody and Henry Shefflin. But it was a, it was a good game. Uh, just like it was just a pure Kilkenny performance again on that Leinster final day, twenty two points to seventeen. Like they just pipped Galway really Galway didn't really ever get going in that game and I think I think they they kind of struggled to to like bounce back from that Leinster final I think uh Joe they, they won they bet Cork they only bet Cork by a point in the quarter final and um you know they, then they, they always struggled against Limerick in the semi-final the Limerick kind of had a cushion of like four or five points throughout that game it was kind of point for point and they couldn't really get to that kind of two point one point Margin, you know, to uh, to really test them. I, Limerick kind of always felt comfortable in that semi final, if that makes sense. But um, yeah, uh, it was a it was a decent campaign, definitely for for Henry Shefflin's first year. Yeah, like, and there obviously have been a bit of change as well in terms of players. Like as you mentioned, there like a few retirements. Obviously, Joe Canning's retirement sort of going into twenty twenty two was the big one. How do you think Galway adapted without him? Obviously, there and some of the younger lads maybe coming in as well because there were certainly were a few changes for for Galway at the start of the year. Yeah, there was like Joe Canning was definitely the highlight one. Um, you know, like he's such a presence. Even like I'd still love if he was there because even if you brought him on for ten minutes or fifteen minutes. The like whoever's marking them will get such a kind of fright that 
geez, I'm after running 50 minutes or 55 minutes and I have to go mark, mark Joe Canning for the next 10 to 15 minutes. Like, you know, when the when the game is in the melting pot, there might be only a point or two in it. Even like if he be, and he's very, you know, he's, uh, he's so much experience that he could definitely win a free or two, you know, to get by over the line. It's just a pity that he's, his experience isn't there, but that's that's just the way things go. And Johnny Cohen, again, now that's gone, he the, the same factor there. But um, yeah, they, they had a lot to... Uh, adapt with even though a lot of them stood up I thought like Connor Cooney I thought had a good year he, you know uh, there at centre forward he had to he was kind of like the new Joe Canning there in, in the half forward line had to um, you know stand up and be counted for and uh, definitely in the club championship for Thomas's he, he was the exact same um, like Tom Monaghan uh, who was like you know he's small and kind of stature and for a wing forward you think you need to be big and tall and jump catch fielding puck outs and stuff like that but he played very well a, a wing forward there um you know he got like i think four or five points against cork in that uh quarter final from play or maybe that was a league game so like he he did he stood up as well and then you had, you had jack Grealish, who's been on the fringes there uh, even when i was there in 2017 he was on the fringes there and he really developed into a great cornerback uh Jump throughout the year there as well. Um, he had a very good game against uh, Kilkenny in the in the Leinster final. I thought, um, you know, so because uh, like even Kilkenny got three goals in the league game, and I think Owen Cody got two of them, and Jack Grealish was on him, and they they were kind of like, why is Jack Grealish going back on him again for the Leinster final? But he surprised everyone, and he he did a stern job. And obviously, the uh, uh, Kilkenny didn't get any goals. They got twenty-two points and won the match. But um, you know, the, the full back line did really well that day. So a lot of the younger lads like Tom Allen and Jack Grealish, uh, good few others like Ronan Glennon came into the scene as well at midfield um, and really excelled. And I'd say a lot of them young lads are going to build. They've got lots of confidence. So it's just time. It's 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 about building uh, the team and momentum again uh, for the year coming. 100% yeah like and, and that seems to be the way for Galway maybe going into going into this year like there does seem to be maybe a bit of a transition of bringing through younger players and maybe sort of the crop that were there obviously when you were playing and obviously the, the team that won the All-Ireland back in 2017 it does seem like a lot of those players a lot of players are obviously still there but maybe some of them are slowly coming to the end of their time and there does seem to be maybe a younger crop that are coming through and obviously rightly so because there has been plenty of underage success in the last couple of seasons. Yeah, definitely, and like they they won four or five uh, minors in a row there not too long ago. Like you know, so there is lads to like you're looking at Evan Island and Donal O'Shea and a good few other Finton Burke, all these lads that are coming through. Like you know, that they are going to have to uh, step up to the plate. But you're right in terms of I think the like the 2017 team, like some of the big players are still there, like Cahal Menyon, Park Menyon, Di Burke. Um, you know, Connor Cooney, Connor Whelan, and uh, you know, a, a lot of them are still there, but as John, you know, like Joe Canning, and like even you know, James Gell, and uh, a few others, like um, Johnny Cohen, and uh, just a few others that have dropped off, like you know, that's just the way that's just the natural uh, progression of things. So, them experienced lads mightn't be around, but it's kind of there's a good mix between. Uh, there's still a good few, like six or seven starters on that 2017 team still playing for Galway. And uh, there's a good few uh, young lads, like the young lads we mentioned there, like Tom Annan, Jack Grealish and Finton Burke, like, you know, um, he probably will in time take over from Dahi Burke at number three, you'd imagine. Like you've Garage McInerney as well, who's, you know, he's 30 or 31 as well. He, he's, uh, you know, He's he's done some amount of hurling for Galway, and uh, he he doesn't know the anthem, you know. So um, 
yeah, there's a good uh, mix there. It's just about trying to get that mix right. And even like you've got Brian Concanon who was coming in, came into the scene around 2018, 2019. Like he was on serious form there uh, at the start of the year. And then as I said about the Leinster final, I think a few of them just kind of, just didn't they kind of peaked for that game and they couldn't uh after the loss to Kilkenny in that Leinster final they couldn't bounce back to to the the way that they were playing earlier on the year so um yeah there's a good mix there and hopefully they'll push on uh yeah because it seems maybe consistency maybe is kind of the the big thing with Galway really down the years like since 2017 like 2017 was probably the one year where you were super consistent I think you might have won the league that year maybe as well and you know, like it was the it was the whole way through. Whereas maybe since then, there's been a lot of maybe inconsistency, and I suppose that's something for Henry Shefflin really to to work on, sort of over the next few years. Yeah, it it seems to be it's just a thing in Galway, but hopefully that stigma doesn't stay on. But like I remember in 2012, uh, they won the Leinster final and they got to the All Ireland final and lost the replay. But the year after, two years I think after, they lost the two qualifiers and they didn't get uh i think it was there wasn't the wrong robin that time in leinster or i don't maybe go we weren't even in in leinster at the time but um you know they they you know they just didn't get to uh didn't get anywhere near like the the quarterfinals or like that they lost in 2013 2014 the last in the qualifiers so um yeah th- that inconsistency is a huge thing um i think henry shefflin and the team that they have i'd be very surprised if off they didn't push on again in Leinster this year even though it's it's seriously competitive I would worry about Dublin um even we had a charity match there for Niall Dunne who um you know unfortunately he's uh he was 10 years dead there but there was a a very good uh tribute and day out there uh 10 year anniversary where the 2012 team played the 2015 team uh, in a charity match it was very good fun to meet all the lads again but uh you know it's hopefully just like there's a good band of, of people involved at Galway hurling at the moment at the moment and I just even though Leinster is going to be very competitive and like you've got Michal Dunahoo and Franny Ford and uh, Noel Erkin who were our team management in 2017 they're in with Dublin now so I really think they'll be a force and you've got Darry Egan with Wexford who you know, he, they're building year on year I, I'd be you know, as we went down there last year it was 119 apiece awful hard to get a result in Chadwick's Wexford Park so um you know and then you've obviously Kilkenny who Derek Ling is going to take the reins there and uh you know it'll be interesting to see what they are so it's going to be an interesting year for for Galway. Yeah I suppose you make a good point there about Dublin all right and I was going to ask you about that actually with, with Michal Donahue going in there because obviously you know him very well played under him and all the rest so him and the management team going into Dublin, like is that something you could see him doing? Maybe from from, from an outside point of view, like him going to manage a outside county, and he's obviously coming into Dublin, which clearly don't have the same expectations as a Galway or some of the other top teams out there. So, what were your thoughts seeing him go in there, and how do you think he'll get on? Yeah, it was interesting just at that charity match, like uh, on the program, like it was uh, our management team was Franny Ford and the Michael Dunahoo and a few of the lads that are still there. Like you know, I was sitting sitting down with John Hansbury. You now he he's not, even he's another big player that you know that just uh, due to work commitments he he's uh, gone abroad there. But like he was kind of just saying like it's going to be weird to see you know the Dublin management team 
in and a lot of the Galway lads were, were playing there just to see what the vibes were going to be like. But it all went well and everyone uh, got on fine. But uh, John, they're going to be rivals next year. But um, to, did I see Michal taking a job outside Galway? Um, like he's a top, he's a top coach. Like and the friend is a top trainer. So I'm not surprised that I'm sure other counties have been in contact with them and they just couldn't get them over the line, maybe or other circumstances so like Franny Ford has been involved with Turlock Moore the last few years here and they've been uh, they got to the county final a few years ago only lost by two points to the St. Thomas's Neil Dunham who has been involved with Clarenbridge and Killadangan in um, in Tipperary as well who have won the Tipperary county final uh, in Hurland as well so I'm not surprised that the PS teams inter-county teams big club teams are trying to snap them up because they're they're really good at what they do they're really professional and uh i just knowing how they operate i think dublin will be a, a bit of a force this year and like if you're playing dublin in Parnell park again not a very enclosed um area you know it feels like the supporters are uh are marking you they're so close to you on the pitch so um yeah it, it, it'll be interesting i i i'm actually looking forward to seeing how dublin do this year because i think they'll uh that there'll be a, a force in the championship yeah that's interesting all right i certainly i certainly hope so anyways um <laughs> but yeah like bringing it back to the galway then i mean looking at 2023 obviously with the the league just a couple of weeks away i mean the league is always sort of a an interesting competition and in, in hurling in particular i think it's a little bit different to football it always seems a bit more sort of shadow boxing-esque like you don't really see teams play their best sides and i think because of how intense the round robin is it, it's it's kind of it's a little bit different i think to, to the football league maybe nearly but how do you think all we will approach the league yeah i i definitely think that you're correct there because i remember last year i think limerick lost two in the bounce or they lost two within yeah. three weeks and people were like oh limerick are finished this great team is gone and then you just look at what they did in the championship like you know it's just incredible so it is yeah there is a bit of a shadow box in there and i think it's it's a good way to find out kind of it's a good way to see to play your style of hurling i think it's a good way to kind of see like you know whatever way you want to transition the ball into the forwards how much do you want to get your wing forwards back do you leave one inside two inside i remember i went down to limerick versus galway in uh, gaelic park and like Connor Whelan was the only person inside. It's a, it's a place where they kind of try out new things, and he was the only one in there. And you'd Sean Finn, you Dan Marcy, and you Barry Nash because the two cornerbacks were left free, like, and like they were just they were giving great ball into him, but sure one on three, like it was very hard for him to, to win Anthony. So it's it's a place where teams do try out a lot of um, you know they'd have about nine to ten of their starting team and they might uh you know, depending on injuries as well injuries is a big factor as well and even let's say you've got uh guys like ballyhale shamrock need to rest for a while not throwing them in straight away in, in the start of february and stuff like that you know so um yeah it's it's going to be there there'll be a bit of shadow boxing but it is an interesting it's always interesting to see how the games go and um yeah i, I just looking at like um the, the games that they have they've wexford away again they've cork at home they've limerick at home and they've clear away and uh they've westmead then at home as well so n not many easy games there to be honest so uh they'll be interesting yeah and like you were mentioning a few sort of new lads maybe coming into the team earlier and some of the underage success i mean is there any players that sort of excite you or do you that you think that might maybe catch an eye or two in the in the league 
Um, to be honest, I think that he found a lot of young lads last year. Now, obviously, there's gonna there's gonna be more young lads put put in, and even I know the like uh, I think they're playing tomorrow. The there's a Connacht uh, hurling league where it's only junior players. Like so, it's great to see because clubs like uh, Saltilna, Nakara, Bernaferbica, Skehanna, Montpellier, Balligare, who won it out, they're all getting a chance to play. Like I think they play, they played New York and they bet them, and uh, I think they're playing Ross Common in in the final or something like that. So it's great to see them kind of uh, uh, players being being showcased, you know, uh, even at at that level. So. Uh, do I see? I don't really see. Uh, well, there will be new faces coming in, but I don't think they'll appear kind of in the in al- the end of the league and start at the championship. I think they're going to, like the young lads that they did draft in, like the Ronan Glennons and uh, John Evan Islands. Um, John has been kind of uh, coming and going on that team there the last year or two. I'd say he'll have more of a stamp this year. Um, he could be even on the freeze instead of Connor Cooney. Uh, the likes of Jack Grealish, you know, Darren Marcy is still young enough. Like, you know, he's only co- after coming in the last year or two, like he was minor captain um, with Galway there a couple of years ago and won it. So, there, there is a good few uh, lads being blooded in. I just don't think that Henry. I think he 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 gave a lot of young lads chances last year, and I think a lot of them actually stepped up. So, and then young lads with the older lads that were there in 2017. I think that's going to be the gelant that uh, Henry Shefflin's going to use. Yeah, absolutely. Like, and I mean, looking further ahead, then even as well to the to the lens around Robin, obviously. Super competitive as always, as you were saying there, with the likes of Dublin with new management, obviously Wexford coming in with new management, Kilkenny with new management as well. I mean, there is going to be a lot of teams in transition, so there probably is a great year for Galway to really go at it in in the All-Ireland in Leinster and, and possibly even more as well. Because even in Munster as well, there's three or four new managers there. Like, it's, it's quite madness, really. I think there's only two or three of the sort of top counties that are actually keeping the same managers that were there last year. Yeah, I think, uh, like, looking at, at Leinster there, you couldn't say that Galway are kind of in transition now at the minute, to be honest, because, like, they had the transition year last year, I think, and, like, uh, it's it's not as if Henry Shefflin didn't know many of the senior lads at the time, so I think he's kind of, you know, he'll be, he should be, and there will be, uh, you know, going for the Leinster title, like, that's the number one aim, and the anthem short of that, might be deemed a bit of a failure, but definitely getting to the Leinster final and probably winning it then is what they're targeting. You do, uh, Wexford are kind of not as much in transition. Dar uh, Egan has been there for uh, a couple of years now. Like, you know, he's doing a great job. They kind of have, it's not a similar system to Davy Fitz. It's a bit more evolved, but it's, um, you know, the, the players are, they're used to buying into a system because uh, when you're, when Davy's over you, you have to buy in or that's just, it's no other way. So um, I think they, they'll be, uh, uh, they'll be another force but Dublin are probably a team in transition yeah they'll be doing a lot of kind of figuring out their players you'll obviously have Crummy and uh, Donald Burke and you know Connor Burke and other guys like that who will probably be like you know starting every week but there'll be a lot of um, other young lads that'll probably be getting a chance seeing what they're like and uh, I think Dublin will be doing a lot of testing throughout the league so um, it, you, I wouldn't be surprised to see if they have eight or nine different changes maybe you know, every day or whatever um, and then you've got Kilkenny who yeah it's I have no idea you, you, it's just Brian Cody has been there for so long that you don't know what else 
you're going to expect when a new manager comes in because we've never seen it. Uh, you know, so it's going to be very interesting to see what Derek Ling brings, what kind of you know, when Brian Cody was over team, it was all about work, work ethic and like just dying for the crest and the team. So I'm sure Derek Ling will bring that kind of mentality, but it will be interesting to see. It's so hard to, co to copy what Brian Cody has implemented in the last 24 years, you know. So, um, yeah, it's going, and then you've obviously, I think it's, is it Leisha Westmead? Like, you know, they'll be there, thereabouts, and they all, you know, they'll find it hard or whatever, but they're always, um, you know, they're always a tough test if you have to go down to Cusick Park and Mullingar, if you have to go to Moore Park in, uh, in uh, Port Leash. So, there's nothing easy. They'll die with their boots on. So, um, yeah, it'll be an interesting Leinster final. And even, to talk about Munster just for briefly, like you've got Cork, who have a new manager there. You've got Davy Fitz is with uh, Waterford. You've uh, Liam Cahill, who's with Tipperary. Uh, you know, like uh, John Kiley's probably and uh, you know, the the most senior one there. Like you know, and they'll probably they don't like to get their team, let's say, brewing or uh, going peaking for championships. So it'd be very interesting to see how Munster goes. Um, yeah, it'll be very interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Like, and even even as you were saying, like, I mean, with with a lot of the new managers coming in and and everything else, like, do you sense there could be an opportunity there for Galway, maybe as one of the sort of an outside team to go on a bit of a run? Obviously, as we said, like Limerick are you know one of the greatest teams of all time. They're looking unstoppable, and it's going to be it's very hard to see anyone beating them this year. But how close do you think Galway might come, maybe to do to doing that? In terms of experience, you would say that they are going to be close because let's say, you know, there were three points behind Limerick and I know, let's say, even I mentioned earlier that they're, Limerick were always kind of comfortable, but like Galway are kind of, they're, they're growing, they're not going backwards, they're getting better every year. Um, and like when you see the transitions of the other big teams like Cork, Waterford and Tipperary, they're coming in they're going to be with a new manager it's going to be very hard for them to kind of go all the way in the first year do you know they, i'm not saying they can i'm not saying that the that they can't do it but i just think it's a bit more difficult because they have to get to know their players they have to implement a new system maybe that they're you know the pre the previous manager the year before was trying to do something different um so i actually think if you if you look at experience, uh, the players that go have that they they know they, they know how to win in All Ireland. Some of them, you know, a good lot of them on the team. And I think from experience, I think they actually do have a good uh, they have a good shout at being very close to the All Ireland winners. Um, and like even with Clare last year, a lot of people didn't back them to get as far or to do as good as they did so like they've got a bit of pressure on them i suppose this year and like uh munster is not an easy group in the championship there so um john if you lose two games it's going in, in munster it's very hard to come to get back uh uh to get out of it so um yeah i would uh, i uh, it's only the 6th of january but uh i'm putting my yeah just from experience the team and the players there i think they do have a good shout at going fair in the championship 100%, yeah. Well, I think I was saying to you before, maybe last time I had John or last year, like, I mean, you do tend, like, oh, we do tend to give Limerick a fairly good run, like, even thinking back to the game during the lockdown as well, I think it was an All-Ireland semi-final as well in 2020, I think it was, where that game was very close and I think there was only one or two points going in it, uh, going down the home stretch. So, 
it's not like you know Limerick have completely blitzed you like what they've done maybe with Cork or Waterford down the years. Like it has been very close and competitive, and maybe on another day you might have beaten them. So you know, and that's maybe when you weren't at the be- at your best. So like there's certainly room for positives there. Yeah, absolutely. And even when we were talking about the league, like John Coy have, and I know league is not the be all and end all, but it is still a it's still a competitive match, and there's still a lot of players um, from both sides that will be actually playing the championship game. So, and I know Galway have bet uh, Limerick, um, John, and the the they bet them before. They believe they can beat them. Uh, that they, they don't have that fear factor that maybe other counties be like, oh God, we have to play Limerick here. You know, they're going to be John. Um, it'd be, it'd be like playing Joe Man United when uh, Alistair Alex Ferguson was over them, you know, that, that kind of reputation. But I think Galway are one of the teams that don't actually fear Limerick and that they can, uh, they on any given day, they, they'll give them a game, whatever day, whatever day of the year it is, they'll give them a game. It's just um, how to get over that kind of winning line is kind of what's kind of uh, is holding them back. So, um, yeah, I think. Uh, I do think that they'll go close this year and uh, yeah, Leinster will be very uh, interesting to see how they get on. Yeah, and what do you think the expectation should be overall then for, for Galway in 2023? I mean, you said there obviously sort of anything less than a, a Leinster championship win might be deemed a bit of a failure, I suppose, since you've been so close um, and maybe given the fact that, you know, a couple of changes in Kilkenny this year, but in terms of the overall All-Ireland big picture, like what do you think should be seen as a success for Galway? Like, is it getting to a final, winning it, or, or, or what do you reckon? I, like, if you look at last year, let's say, okay, John, when you've got a team, let's say, um, and you finish, we just take the Premier League, like, you finish fourth, you want to finish third or second or first. So, like, Galway finished, they got to the Leinster final, and then they got to the All-Ireland semi-final. So, like, uh, John, I think anything below that is definitely kind of like, Jesus, we're kind of going backwards, you know, but I think that it it's probably a Leinster final minimum. And then if they win or lose that, you know, you're either in a semi-final or a quarter final. And I think um probably getting to an All-Ireland final, I think might be a minimum this year for them. Uh, you know, they got to an All-Ireland semi-final last year. They just drew with um or they just lost to Limerick by three points, you know. They're not that far off. Um, I think an All-Ireland unless it's an All-Ireland semi-final against Limerick or an All-Ireland final against whoever is there, I think that's the that's what they'd be aiming for. I think that's the expectation. And I think when we're kind of, a lot of like dual people here in Galway are, were very excited for the year ahead as like the footballers did very well and a lot of us went to Crow Park and all that. So I think that the vibe around GA in general in Galway is very, you know, it's very good. Uh, a lot of uh, a lot of us, like even the game tonight, like Galway are playing Leitrim in football, but it's sold out, you know, down the dome, like mm-hmm. which is unheard of to hear a, a, a sellout for an FBD league, uh, FBD league game. So um, yeah, the people in Galway are very positive about uh, how both teams uh, are going to get on this year. Absolutely, absolutely. And I mean, looking at the overall uh, all Ireland big picture, I mean, Limerick are, as we were saying before, like it's it's hard to see who beats them. I mean, what do you reckon this year? Like, who do you think might be the closest? Or do you think anyone can stop them? Or is it just bound to be a four in a row? Yeah, it's it's tough because I don't really want to lay my hat and say Galway are the, the closest team to them. But like when we're talking about the other teams, like there's so many other teams in transition, like, you know, that like, 
what other like you can't really say that Kilkenny are a season team because I know a lot of the players will probably still be there, but like Derek Ling is going to come in and is he going to bring something different? Are the are the players going to respond to Derek Ling the same way that Brian Cody did, you know, to get to that All Ireland final? Awful hard to know. Uh Wadford were the team that were going to win the All Ireland last year and then you know, totally just didn't go well in the championship and now they've got a new manager. Is that gonna like it, there's a lot of unknowns and Liam Cahill's coming in with Tipperary. Tipperary didn't have a great season last year. Is he going to revitalise them? Are they going to go on a, a, a good run in Limerick and maybe win a, a Munster Championship? Do you know? So I actually, it's awful hard to know about Cork, Kilkenny, uh, Tipperary, and uh, I forget the other team there, but like, you know, if you talk about, I think Galway, They've got they have a manager that's kind of settled. They've got a team that's kind of settled there. So I actually do think that they're kind of in number two or number three position. If Brian Cody was still there, I put Kilkenny number two because they were so close in that All Ireland final. But he's kind of come away. They've got a new manager, so I probably have to put Galway uh, in number two. And like Clare, you know, no one expected them to kind of do what they did last year. If there's going to be pressure on them. Can they build from it? Um, only uh, time will tell, but um, yeah, I think maybe Galway on a joint number two with uh, with Clare, maybe. Yeah, I think, and, I think Kilke- and Limerick and Limerick mean number one, obviously, because they're just yeah, they just seem to be uh, uh, they just like they're they're in the Bahamas there, like and uh, I follow a few of them on Instagram, and they just look like bodybuilders on tour or something <laughs> yeah. like you know, <laughs> it's madness. Yeah, and no, I'll give, give the rest a chance. Like I mean, it's crazy. Like. Yeah, well, and I think uh, there was a, I don't know when it was there over the Christmas maybe, like uh, there was a, Kyle Hayes, there was a video or a photo there from uh, boxing in the gym, like, you know, so they're doing all kinds of sports down there and they seem to they seem to be excelling in, in the mall. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, as we were saying earlier, obviously, what's the score? Obviously, you're the man behind that. Um, Obviously, be tracking the scores up and down the country. So where can where can people find that if they're uh, if they're looking for it? Yeah, uh, we're looking forward to the, the colleges uh, starting very soon, the Sigerson and the Fitzgibbon. So um, we'll have the coverage of that. And obviously the Alliance Leagues there, football and hurling, um, we'll have that uh, starting in February. And then John, uh, the club season, any club that wants to get on board, uh, John, just try, I'll go to our website or drop us an email. So uh, you can, if you just type in what's the score in Google or uh, on the app store there you can download the app on ios or android and uh what's our our website is what's the score at uh dot com or dot ie so um yeah uh, you can find us there and uh yeah uh thanks very much for having me on perfect paul much appreciated and um yeah best of luck for the for the new year yeah same to you aaron thanks very much